Welcome to Divorce Etc. hosted by us, the ex-experts. We're here to give you all kinds of information and tips on everything divorce. Plus, we're asking a lot of the questions that you may not even think of or know to ask, but we know because we've lived it, so we get it. We're Jessica and TH. Hi, everybody. Welcome to today's podcast. We would like to welcome Jennifer Armstrong to the show today. We are going to be talking about how to have the most productive and successful relationship with your lawyer. It's really important and you spend a lot of money, invest a lot of time in this relationship. So Jennifer um, specializes in divorce and mediation in the state of New Jersey and we, we welcome you to the show. Hi, thank you so much. I really appreciate, I, uh, appreciate you guys having me. Thanks so for taking why, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, so my name is Jennifer Armstrong of Jennifer D. Armstrong LLC, Divorce and Family Law. I'm a solo practitioner based out of Tom's River. I do um, divorce, family law, and mediation. And so while I'm based out of Tom's River, now that the courts are pretty much um, Zoom-based and everything's being done virtually, you don't necessarily um, need an attorney in your own backyard. So I do have cases throughout the state of New Jersey. And so more than happy to assist anybody with a divorce or mediation that they need. Great. Great. So Jessica and I are real life ex-experts, been through divorce. Mine was four years. Hers was not. Um, We actually have completely different divorce stories. I was in court. I knew all the sheriffs. I knew all the security guards. I'm not proud of it. I know too many retired judges, regular judges. It just, it wasn't, it wasn't the way I wanted it to go, but that's just how it went. And um, I hired my lawyer as a referral from somebody else. And uh, she was my right arm and maybe my left arm too for those four years. So we really wanted to talk to you about um, the components of a productive, successful client attorney relationship from your point of view um, and kind of ask you questions from our point of view. And also like from your side of things, a little bit about kind of like what, what you would expect behavior wise from your clients. Because I think that a lot of people have not had interactions with lawyers before. Yeah. This may be the first time in their life that they're yeah. ever having this kind of a relationship. And I think that people, you know, go into it, they're already a lot of times angry and bitter and resentful. And they resent just the idea that they have to be talking to this person and that they have to have this relationship. So they think their lawyer is not doing enough. They think they're an idiot. They have to move on and get different lawyers. And like, I just hear these stories over and over again, where it just seems like sometimes people just are not having productive and fruitful relationships with their attorneys. So we want to really dig into that with you. Yeah, absolutely. So really it's all about, you know, it all stems from setting expectations and everything. As you said, a lot of litigants, they don't know any attorneys. They've never had to meet with an attorney before. Um, You're going through a really traumatic time in your life. It's very emotional. And sometimes people either want to dump all of that stuff in the first initial consultation or they clam up and they don't want to talk about it at all at all it's so private and then they're not used to delving into those feelings so there's a lot of mystery behind you know what makes a good attorney client uh relationship the first thing that i will say is that i always tell every consultation that i have with somebody is i always say you want to have 
consultations with multiple attorneys. Don't just have one consultation with one attorney and hire the first person that you speak to, you know, and you don't necessarily want to just hire the cheapest person that, <laughs> that you happen to talk to and everything, you know, so one of the things that we do at our firm is that we will send out various emails leading up to your consultation that tell you how to plan for the consultation, what to do so that you feel comfortable and confident coming into the consultation so you are not just regurgitating all this stuff that you know your ex might have done in the last 24 hours that really ticked you off or you're, that's you're not that's a great yeah. tool yeah, yeah, you're not just like treating that consultation almost like a therapy session, because at the end of the day, your attorney, we are here to help you with your legal problems. We are not here to be your best friend. We're not here to, um, you know, be your emotional support um, throughout the divorce. And I don't know that a lot of litigants understand that. So again, it's really important for the litigants to know what their expectations are from their attorney and for the attorney to set out what their expectations are from the litigant and only when you have that communication and that discussion are you both going to be on the same page and be happy and have a fruitful relationship and everything you know at the end of the day as your attorney i'm here um to fight for you i heard another attorney a very he, he's in new york i don't remember his name off the top of my head he just recently wrote a book about divorce but i heard him on another podcast reference him to himself as i am your shield and i am your sword your attorney is there to protect you and your attorney is there to fight for you and everything. The last thing we want to be doing is fighting with you right. and everything. You know, I want to be fighting um, for you against your ex and against their attorney. I don't want to be having issues with you, the client right. and everything. So that starts off by making sure that, you know, we get along, that we're on the same page and that expectations are set early on and everything. So you as the litigant have to meet with possibly several attorneys to find that perfect fit and not right. be afraid to ask the questions and not be afraid that your question's stupid or the person's going to be judging you or thinking that, you know, you're, you're clueless about this. Well, that's, that's the I whole feel point like of having the consultation. That's a great point because I think that there are a lot of people who come into it and really need a lot of handholding. They really mm -hmm. need a lot of communication they really need to hear from their lawyer like every step of the way. They want to be CC'd on the emails that, that the lawyer is sending so they can really feel like they are looped into the situation that they and that they have, <clears throat> not that they're controlling the flow, but that they feel like they have a sense of control because they're part of what's happening there. How do you feel about that? Like, is that an unrealistic expectation? No, it depends on what it is that they're asking for, you know, and that's something that's a discussion that has to be had because I've certainly had clients who have indicated to me, well, you know, I thought that we would talk before you do anything, you know, I thought we would have a discussion or all the letters and emails that are going to go over to the other side, I'm going to get to review those first, you know, well, we can do that if that's what you want. The other component that goes along with all of this is you're going to be billed for that. Yeah, <laughs> right. The money. Okay. So it's really important that one of those conversations very early on that you have with your attorney and the attorney has with you is about billing. You know, every one of our clients during the consultation, we talk about billing. It's in the retainer agreement 
agreement, you, yes, you need to read the retainer agreement. A lot of litigants don't, they just go to the last page and they just sign again, it's unpleasant, you know, so you're just trying to get through it as quick as you can sitting in the office or doing a zoom with me, you know, talking to me about your divorce is the last thing you want to be doing and everything. So some litigants, you know, gloss over those finer details and points, but it's really important. One of the things that we do when we um, get a newly retained client is we send out a new client notebook and there's a whole section in that new client notebook about billing and, and everything. You know, every time you talk to your attorney, you are being billed. Every time you call your attorney, email your attorney, text your attorney, every communication you're being billed. And sometimes clients who have never worked with an attorney before don't understand that until they get that first bill. And they see that in the first month, they've gone through thousands of dollars because they've called their attorney about every little thing their ex has done or every thought that's popped into their head. And that's unfortunate because now you've just gone through a lot of money that you may not be able to replenish. And where has it gotten you? You know, I mean, there's always the complaints that we hear about all the time. You know, I have an attorney, I paid them all this money. They did nothing for me. Well, is that really true? <laughs> is that right. really true that they did right. your therapy bill just went down by a thousand dollars because right. your legal fees right. went this, up? <laughs> this is the thing you pay for an attorney's time. You're not paying for results. Right. So you That's are really paying important distinction. Yeah, you're paying for my time. The time that I spend with you is time I'm not spending with somebody else. And so you are paying for my time and my expertise. And if you want to spend that time talking to me about um, the $5 Christmas ornament that so-and-so took that, you know, was really important to you, or you want to spend that time talking to me about how much alimony you're going to get and how are you going to support your, your kids at the end of this divorce, you make that decision. I'll talk to you about it either one. I prefer to talk to you about your legal issues that are really important and how do we move your case forward. You know, one of the pieces of advice I can give people is that when you're communicating with your attorney, before you send that email, before you make that phone call, ask yourself, is this going to move my case forward? Is this getting me closer to the end and everything? If the answer to that question is no, I'm just calling to vent, hang up the phone, put the email in the drafts, add things to that draft email throughout the week, and maybe send one email a week to your attorney with all of those things that you think your attorney needs to know, as opposed to sending multiple emails every day. Right. <laughs> every you day. mentioned earlier, like email, every time you email your attorney, every time you text your attorney, are there ways that you should not be reaching out? Like, I don't, I, I got divorced from my first husband long enough ago. Like we, my, I wasn't texting with my attorney ever, but I feel like, right. I don't know that that would be the right <clears throat> form of communication. It's not for me. So again, that's another discussion during the consultation, you know, you need to have with your attorney because right. you might be a person who you do everything by text. Well, you're not the client for me then because okay. number one, I don't give my clients my cell phone number. Okay. That's a slippery slope that is just gonna, <laughs> it, it, it's a disaster. Right. Um, yeah. I've been contacted on weekends. I've been contacted on holidays. I've, you know, we have lives too, and no client pays an attorney enough to interrupt me, me, you know, it's just not necessary. Right. Sure. So, so, so email and phone work best 
for me in my office and everything. But again, that's that may not be okay for the client. There are some clients who want to be able to text. The other reason why text messaging and doing everything for your life through text is not ideal is because at some point, if you're just text messaging with your spouse and you need to go to court, you need to show a judge something. Well, guess what? Now you have to download all those text messages. So you better yeah. be real good at screenshotting those text messages and printing them all out. And if you think a judge is going to look at a three inch stack of text messages, you've got another thing coming. It's not going to happen. Okay. Right. So say it might be the easiest and quickest for you. It's not necessarily, necessarily the most efficient or the best use of your time or your attorney's time and everything. And so again, those are some of the things you want to talk about with your attorney, because there are boundaries that, you know, both the attorney and the client have to be mindful of, you know, there are clients who are going to require, I need to be able to reach my attorney on weekends. I need to be able to reach my attorney in the evenings. And if that's something that's really important to you, you need to communicate that to your attorney because as attorneys, we are still professionals. And so most attorneys are going to be available to their clients Monday through Friday from nine to five. Mm -hmm. You know, this, this is, um, it's different for everybody. Everybody's got their own, you know, um, policies and procedures, but that's one of the things that's in our new client notebook. There's a whole section on communicating with us. You know, if you just need to know when your next court date is, you don't need to talk to me about that. You're going to talk to my receptionist who is free to talk to. There's, we don't charge you to call up here and talk to my receptionist. Oh no, your receptionist is going to be on the phone for hours. No, like, I mean, sorry, I can't take this phone right okay. now. I mean, that's, that's an easy question though, you know? And then there are questions about, you know, paperwork that they might be filling out. We're going to always tell you, you're going to call up and you're going to talk to my paralegal because you're only paying her $95 an hour to talk to her about something. If you got to get on the phone with me, now you're paying $400 an hour. It's not that I, I don't know, want to talk to you. I do want to talk to you, but I'm going to watch your money probably closer and more carefully than you are. And it's right. not because I don't want to talk to you and I don't want to, to do anything. It's because I know that here in Ocean County in particular, finances are finite. You only have so much to work with and you should want to maintain as much of that as possible for you and your family after this divorce. You should not want to give me all of your money and I don't want all of your money. Right. No attorney needs all of any one client's money. Right. And so that's something, you know, really important to, um, again, be, be mindful of and everything is that, you know, there is a cost to that interaction. What do you think about getting your family involved in your relationship with your attorney? Like I know my father was with me for everything and, and that was for support. And also mm -hmm. I kind of felt like, I mean, I was very, uh, I was relieved that I was getting a divorce. I was mm -hmm. happy about it. It was inundating though and exhausting. And so you can't, I felt like I couldn't always hear Right. What my lawyer was saying, because so, I was like, I got like stuck on something. And, I, and then, you know, it's like going to the doctor's office when you have to go for a consultation, right. you bring someone with you to get the real story. And then you're only processing what you want to process. Exactly. But what do you think about that? Um, it depends on the person. It could be very helpful because again, sometimes as attorneys, we forget we do this every day, all day. So 
we will start, especially in mediation, the other attorney and I will start talking about things and we're going so fast and we understand what we're talking about right. that we've lost the litigants. The litigants totally. are like five miles back. They have no idea what the hell yeah. we're talking about anymore because we've just gone through and we've resolved your whole divorce without you even like <laughs> not knowing it and everything. So it usually starts with the consultation. I always encourage people, if you need another set of eyes and ears to be with you, to be that person who provides that emotional support or to take notes and, you know, be able to relate things back later on and everything, do that and everything. If you want me to be able to communicate with that other person throughout your divorce, I'm going to ask you that you sign an acknowledgement, giving us permission to talk about your matter with that person. Cause again, this is confidential information that we're talking right. about throughout your, throughout your matter. And so, you know, we're not going to share that information with anyone that you don't authorize us to. And that authorization is going to need to be in writing, but it can oftentimes be very helpful. What's not helpful is that if you have a family member that wants to be able to call up your attorney and after they've your attorney spoken to you given you certain information then you relate that to the family member the family member doesn't think that sounds right so then the family member calls up the attorney and they start asking the attorney the exact same questions and now i'm having that discussion all over again with the family member right so no get that family member on a call have a conference call so we all three of us can do it at the same time and i only have to tell it to you once and i only have to bill you once for and it. that's why my father was in those meetings and not my mother <laughs> right, exactly. Poor Karen. I think I think we have to wrap it up here, but um, it, I think that the overall takeaway is managing expectations, right. setting mm -hmm. boundaries, and having comfortable, honest communication. Like I trusted my lawyer; she was a bulldog, and I trusted her. And she challenged me a lot of times. It took a few days for me to kind of recover from those challenges, mm -hmm. but but sometimes you have to hear it. You know, but but the really it's really really important to have a good relationship with your lawyer. I mean, trust me, four years. Yeah, four years. and and yeah. I think that this conversation can be continued too because I think that there are still other things to be able to be talking about about like don't not hiding information from your lawyer, making sure that you're open about everything. It's not going to help you if you're not completely honest about everything that's yeah. going on. I, I will tell you the, the, the most difficult thing in a divorce um, with working with new clients is that clients underestimate the amount of information they have to provide to right. us and everything. And if we don't have the information, we can't help you. And right now we're battling with, everyone's got a phone, a, a camera on their phone. Everybody just wants to grab that pay stub and take a picture of it and email us. You guys gotta like, the, if I can impress upon clients, if you're gonna be going through a divorce, you need to learn how to use PDFs. You need to get access to a scanner. It's going to be invaluable to you throughout your divorce. It really, really is. Um, the more information you provide your attorney, the lower your bill's gonna be and the faster your divorce is gonna go. Love there, it. There's no two ways about it. Love it. So for Jennifer, yeah. for people to reach out to you directly, where can they find you? So you can find me at our website, which is jdarmstronglaw.com, or you can find us on Facebook. And I also run a Facebook, a private Facebook group called New Jersey Divorce uh, Tips and Resources for um, people going through divorce. It's for um, general informi uh, information and everything. It's not legal advice, but um, you can reach out through either of those sources. And I'd be more than happy to help anybody who's got any questions. Just uh, reach out, give us a call. Great. And for anyone listening, listen, these are, we want to know what your questions are so that we can bring them to the, to the X experts and, and get the information that you need most. So definitely reach out to us uh, at X experts, hello at xexperts.com. And um, we will be happy to pass your questions along to Jennifer and our other X experts as well. 
We'll right. see you next time. Thanks, Jennifer. All right. Thank you. Thanks, ladies. Thank you. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Divorce Etc. with the X-Experts. We really hope this episode was helpful for you in getting information you need and feeling empowered to get through it. And always remember there are so many of us just like you. Now, please hit the subscribe button so you always get new episodes and please rate and review us. You can also check out our website filled with free resources at xexperts.com. Follow us on social on Instagram and Facebook and send us an email to let us know your thoughts or any questions or topics you'd like us to talk about. See you next time.